Welcome to More Business, More Life podcast. I'm your host, Steve Napolitan. This show is for C-level executives, entrepreneurs, coaches, consultants, and speakers who have found success, but they don't have the life that they want. On this weekly show, we're going to be talking about business skills to have more business while we design our ideal life and have more life. More business, more life without sacrifice. Welcome to the show. Welcome to More Business, More Life podcast. And today I'm super excited because I have Tyler Rivenbark here to be a part of this podcast. And we are going to explore our choices in our life. Are you fully choosing your life for your well-being? And then how do we go about that? If you don't even know how to do it, we're going to explore that. If you don't know, if you're afraid of making those full choices, we're going to talk about that. But we're going to showcase how Tyler has chosen what he wanted in life and then allow the abundance of his businesses, which he has more than one, which we'll also talk about. And he's able to run multiple small businesses, wells like snowboarding almost every day of his life and having that, well, when there's snow. And then if it's not snow, he's out doing something else in the summertime. But this guy is living his life fully every day and still being able to bring greatness in his work, his craft. And so we want to explore that. How do we do that? And if you want to know, let's keep listening. Here we go. Let's jump into the podcast. Thanks so much, uh, Tyler, for being on the show. Yeah, it's always a pleasure to see you and connect with you, whether it's on the show or or in uh, in real life. Yeah. In real, well, it is real life, right? But I know what you mean in person, right? So we could give each other a big hug. <laughs> But uh, we're in, we're in whatever reality that we're in right now for ourselves. And you're, uh, I know it's awesome. I know for those of you that are listening, Tyler's sitting in front of his big old fireplace and you're up in the, in the mountains, right? Like outside of Tahoe. Yeah. I'm in the Tahoe area. Love it here so much. And I spent a lot of time here and now I call it home and I feel grateful to call it home. Beautiful. And, and I know we'll probably cover that because you, you know, when I think of you, you know, such a, I guess in some way an out, outdoors and, you know, like get it just being outdoors, you know, like whenever I'm with Tyler, we end up playing basketball or doing something active. You know, it's, it's rare to see Tyler sit still too much or too long. Has that always been your way? Like your whole life just being so active? Yeah. It, you know, it feels really good for me to be in my body and helps me, uh, you know, be a lot more clear, not think so much because, you know, we can get lost in the mind and really the heart and our body makes our mind so much more effective. And yeah, I've, I've been blessed to have parents that really appreciate and respect the environment. I think it was like when I was born, this is a cool story. When I was born, my parents essentially took me from the hospital and then took me to the beach. So I was born in Portland, Oregon. The beach is about, you know, an hour, hour and a half away. And so I was born, they took me to the beach and put me in this little basket, you know, they could um, close it. So I was protected from the sun or open it up. And uh, I was just sleeping there. And there's this really special spot in uh, a beach called Short Sands. And so they would take turns going in the ocean and watching me and caring for me and my dad surfs and my mom boogie boards. So ever since then, it was, you know, on with the adventures. And it's like, you know, this earth is so beautiful. And there's so much happiness that we can experience once we get grounded in nature, you know, that's so beautiful. You're right. What a thing to be grateful for. Because I don't think, you know, there's a lot of other families that wouldn't have that experience, which that is just so, so amazing. And I think, you know, that's a big part of more business, more life is is choices. And even right there, your parents made a choice to expose you to that environment from virtually day one of your of your life. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I feel really grateful and blessed to be put into some incredible environments that I could just naturally learn since I was a kid. So a lot of um, outdoor adventures with my parents. My dad is very creative maker, builds homes and, you know, staircases and kind of custom stuff. And 
my mom runs an art gallery. So I was essentially put into these wonderful environments since I was a kid where I could, you know, start drawing in an art gallery and meet all these artists and learn about how they see creativity and how they see the world and see all these different paradigms since I was a kid. So I feel really grateful for that. That's so, so beautiful. And and there's so many places like I've never had a conversation that didn't get me excited when I'm talking with you, Tyler. And that, and there's so many places that we could explore and it's probably going to have to be multiple podcasts episodes, but you know, for our starters, you know, one thing that attracts me that I'm curious about in this conversation is where we can start to see the expression of choice because when I talk about more business, more life with, you know, the folks listening and people that have come to my workshops and courses and programs, it it really does come down to choice because ultimately, you know, and what we're choosing for, because a lot of folks I, I meet, they, they go to work to make money so that at some point they can have their life. And a big part of more business, more life is bringing the idea that, Hey, actually, what is that thing that you would like? And then let's say, is that the best way to get there? Is the best way to get there to work until you're in your 60s or 70s and then go on adventures? And then as you know, every decade, our body changes. The adventures that we're going to want to go on will change. And yeah. so now by the time you're 60 and 70s, there's adventures that you're probably not going to do that you would have done in your 20s or in your 30s. So the whole idea is, choosing that expression. So I guess what I'm most curious about is, uh, you know, a lot of it, the word, when I was thinking about this before we got on this podcast, it's like, you know, I think, and you've seen this in a lot of folks and, and I, you too, that, you know, fear or, and it's kind of, it's either an or or an and, fear and what others tell us to believe right? That, oh, I have to go work. So it's either I have to go work because that's what everyone does. And then I'll have this retirement or I'm just afraid. I see people like Tyler living all over the world, doing all these things. And then they still have enough money to have an, you know, to live and have a roof over their head and eat good organic food and all these things. So I guess my, my first question is, was that just always in you? Or did you, did you notice a certain point in your life where you like chose Hey, I'm going to live my life and I know I'll always find the resources to, to live this life. Like, was there ever a thought in your mind? Like, Oh, maybe I should, I need to go make money so then I can have something or, but that was that not even on your menu because of the way you were raised. Well, for me, it's like choice is the, one of the central parts of our life, you know, and it's like continuing to activate and learn about our choices is one of the best places we can receive education, right? About ourselves and how we can take responsibility for our lives. And that's a lot of the work that I do and, and, and you do as well. It's been an evolution my whole life. So it's like, obviously there's like cultural limiting beliefs and then there's family limiting beliefs. And at certain ages, those start to come up for for revision, you know, and, and you start to have people in your life who help you kind of shine a mirror on how you can activate your choice and author your life more. So, you know, it's been a, a continued progress for me to learn about how to choose my life and also just like go for it, you know, be okay with making mistakes or not having the exact outcome that I'm hoping for, you know. And um, I remember w one thing that was a giant blessing in my life is growing up with this incredible Mexican family, the Duartes. And uh, William was this like incredible healer, acupuncturist, chiropractor, Chinese medicine, all these different skills. And so I'd go to the doctor, but I'd also see him and he would give me acupuncture. And when I was a kid, he would like teach me stuff and he was a, a great mentor for me. And um, I remember he'd put these like big needles in me and like, you know, stimulate the chi and I'll jump off the table and he'd always look at me and just, he's like, anything's possible. And I would argue with him. What do you mean anything's possible? What if I just, you know, fly away right now, like an eagle or something? And he, he would just respond, anything's possible. You know, and the more that 
I trust my choice, the more my heart expands, the more I let the unknown be okay, the more I realize anything is possible. And so it's like choice is like the best education you can get, be Stanford, Harvard, Yale, whatever education you think is the best. Like if you're learning about your choice, that's where you're going to be learning, you know, the most. And so for me, it's like, I'm not sure if there's been any moments. I mean, there have been big moments of kind of expanding my choice, but it's a lifelong thing. You know, it's not like you start anywhere or get anywhere. It's like no one's anywhere. We're all living our life together, doing our very best and learning how we can create more happiness and love. So, you know, it's like there's definitely been moments. I I started off going to art school in Montessori and then I went to, you know, Catholic school, which was like the Catholic school container is very much, you know, rigid and they have very certain, you know, belief systems that they try to impose on you, which is all good. And then you learn about how society and culture and family can block people's ability to choose, you know. So for everybody, it's kind of learning where they've been able to to really you know, reach and and land what they're choosing for. And then also some of the other, you know, blockers that people can still heal up. Right, right. And I'm with you that our life is all about choosing. And you and I have a mutual teacher in our life, Carl Bukite. And, you know, I part of my tagline, choose gratitude, create freedom comes from that work because his his idea is choose uh, what you want then take what you get. And he means that quite literally. Um, and then, and then choose again. And a lot of folks, we stifle our life or slow it down because we choose something. It doesn't come exactly the way we wanted it. So then, uh, we, we push it away and then that, or, or not accept it. That's the taking part. And that's where the growth and learning. And actually like to your point, the more choices we make, the more we can learn. Right. So if you choose, learn from what happened from that choice and then it was either good. So choose it again, or it wasn't the way we wanted it. So let's not choose that. Let's choose something different. Then we can actually propel. And I, I find it's in making more choices that we more quickly learn. Yeah. And so I'm totally with you that this is a life learning ability. And I guess maybe just to paint the picture and then we'll come back because I feel like we're going to come circle to this. You, either, one of the big reasons that I, I so wanted you to be on the show is because you are, you are what I would call more business and more life uh, in the fact that you're choosing your life. And then you're allowing the abundance to come. And I use that word allowing because you're finding where it's meant to come through your life's work, like your genius. We all have the things that are we're really good at. And, and, and even that gets forsaken sometimes. People just get a job to get that paycheck. And the thing that they're the, the, the genius at is in the closet waiting for the weekend yeah. or if at all. And then after life goes by and you get tired, then you don't even do that hobby on the weekend anymore. And then it just fades away. So I guess I'm curious, you know, for those listening, because, you know, I think you and I both know there are many people that are not living in that way, right? They're making choices based on other people or their own fears. How, I guess, well, let's start back what I was thinking first, how to paint this picture. Like, so how do you choose your life? Like, cause I know you, you choose different adventures or you'll spend the day snowboarding and then you're also building you know, a couple different businesses and you're helping people. So how have you integrated that um, so that you can have the life that you want while you're building these income sources so that you can not only feed yourself, but also help others more? Yes. So beautiful. Yeah. And, you know, one thing to say is like, we're all so human, you know, and just like really being grateful for all of our humanity, you know, all of our feelings and mistakes and just being in appreciation of all that helps a lot, you know, because everybody's making mistakes and learning from them. And the choose what you want, take what you get, choose again is so important. You know, it's because a lot of people get paralyzed by fear because they feel like they can't choose again, you know, or it's not going to be perfect or whatever. But the more you can receive 
any, even 10% of what you want, the better it's going to feel and the more it's going to amplify the next choice. And also there's like timelines and timing and stuff. Maybe what you're choosing is still a year off or six months off. But if you can receive a portion of that, that's so important. And um, really grateful for, you know, our mutual teachers, how they have helped us just, you know, in a, a place, come to a place of radical acceptance, you know, and when you just kind of accept everything as it is, there isn't so, so much resistance. There isn't, you know, so much uh, defensiveness about things being perfect or someone being this way or that way. And um, Michelle, one of our teachers, she, she tells the story of her living in New York and barely having enough money to get by, like, you know, going to work, going to sleep, going to work. And there's just one time when a friend invited her to dinner and she was really scared to say yes, because she couldn't afford it, you know. And she she went to dinner hoping that the person would pay for dinner and um, they didn't. And she's like in this moment of like, I'm going to fully choose this. I want to go out and treat myself to one enjoyable night, right? And by trusting her choice and trusting going for what she wanted, the money started coming in. So sometimes, you know, things work out in a quantum way. Sometimes the money comes before what you want, or sometimes the experience you want comes before and then the money comes. So there's a big part of like trusting yourself, knowing that, you know, no matter what happens, you're going to be safe. You know, if you, if you say, Hey, I want to go on this adventure and you're not sure, you know, how all the money for the bills is going to come through, you know, maybe that adventure actually fills you up, resolves something, bring something new into your life. So then you can have more financial fuel for your choice. So for me, it's like bringing in a sense of safety, some of the, the feelings that are really going to allow you to pay attention to your life. And then you won't be distracted and you'll be able to, you know, expand yourself because when you move into the new version of yourself, it's always unknown. You know, there's always surfing the unknown and that can be incredibly scary. But the more we can feel safe and not knowing, the more we can pay attention to the signs and the opportunities. And a lot of my life has been like that. It's like, I don't know what I'm going to do next, but I'm going to hold an attention. I'm going to explore. I'm going to pay attention. And that paying attention allows me to see what the next thing is. I think that's the key. It's the paying attention and, and you could pay attention to a lot of things. You know, we can gravitate towards the uh, like negative things that are happening and the positive. And that's where coming back to that choose gratitude, that's what changed it. When I, when I choose something and I take what I get and I can find the gratitude, like you said, whether it's the 10%, maybe I didn't get all what I wanted, but there was part of it. And I can be grateful for that. That gratitude propelled me into the next choice versus saying that wasn't what I wanted and being down. And I didn't get, and including like losing everything. Like there's times in my business life, like in my twenties, I lost over $4 million. It was miserable. <laughs> and I, and it took me until my thirties to realize how grateful I was for all those lessons. And yeah. I, it was meant to happen so that I could be the man that's standing here before you right now. It, while you were telling that, it reminded me of the story from the alchemist. Have you ever read that, that book? Yeah. 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 So remember when he like sells all of his sheep and it's like all of his money. And then he travels to Africa because he's going to go on this journey to the pyramids. And the first day that he gets to Africa, someone steals all his money. And so mm. now he's in a different country. Doesn't he didn't speak the language and he's broke. And then like the next day he met the, uh, the crystal merchant. And then he was able to end up finding that. And he like tripled his, his net worth from this new experience. So like a tremendous loss turned into the biggest opportunity in his life. Yeah, it's, it's such a beautiful story. And, you know, those are the moments that sometimes, you know, activate some of our biggest skills, you know, when, you know, learning Spanish, you know, I, I say, yo hablo español, pero yo hablo como un niño, meaning I speak Spanish, but I speak like a little kid, you know, um, 
And really the way that I've learned as much Spanish as I have is by putting myself in situations where I can only survive if I speak Spanish, you know? And so sometimes we get into those moments that uh, challenge us that actually activate skill sets in us, you know? And so a lot of my work is, is designing around flow states. You know, when you're in the zone, when you're feeling your best, you're performing your best, all of your skills are in the present moment, right? And so part of that is stepping out of your comfort zone, you know, doing something a little bit maybe scary that you haven't done before. And so in that, I think, you know, fear can actually be comfortable for some people. You know, the, the pain and suffering that some people live in can be tremendously enjoyable for them. And so once we kind of step out of that and be like, wait a minute, what do I want? I want to feel happy you know, and I want to have more choice in my life and start little by little, chunk by chunk, stepping into more of what we actually want, which is the love and the happiness and the enjoyment of life makes those skills come online. And then you, you see someone like you, Steve, who's just like so happy, beautiful family doing what he, what he loves. And it's because you've been able to, to choose to, to dive deeper into your choice and your healing and and your heart and say, wait a minute, what is it that I actually want? Oh yeah, this is what I want. It's so, so important to say exactly that. What is it that I want? Because we think what I felt, and I think the reason I had to lose so much in my twenties was because I was ignoring all the signs. Mm. And so I think sometimes life taps you and taps you and then it slaps you. And I needed that slap and I, I needed it because I, I wasn't, you know, cause what happened in what you just said and just to hit it. And then I, and I'll come to a question here is that I was not making the, in the choices when you, when you come to that, I chose one path and then that path wasn't the best path for me. And then instead, and, and instead of noticing that, even though there was many signs I was in that no pain, no gain. And this is where uh, thoughts from others came in. I was letting other people's beliefs that had a strong influence on me at a young age come into play. And it was like, no, it has to be hard. It mm. has to hurt. I must be on the right path. And even though this doesn't feel right and I don't feel good about it, I'm just going to keep going. And that perseverance allowed it to go longer than it, than it, than it could have. Now, for me, that was the experience I needed. I needed that. But what I also express is this is a story. And now part of that story for me has been to help other people to have what they want with less pain, to not go through that. And so I think that comes back to this whole conversation of choice. Now I've learned when that, when I go down that road and it's not feeling good, that I do have a choice to still go where I want to go, but choose a different road. Maybe it's not even a road. Maybe it's a boat. Maybe I need to be on in a plane. Maybe I need to be on a bike. You know, I don't know. But that's where like, am I trying those things out? So that comes full circle to this choice. So, you know, sticking to this whole idea of choice and that, and I think you are a man that fully, and I know you're still learning and I'm still learning, but the idea is that you're choosing. So can you maybe give a snapshot of, and I don't know if it's like a snapshot of your day or of your week or of your month, but you know, it's impressive. Like you really choose life and then you let everything that you need come about and you have this trust in the world that is amazing and and it has served you and you're trusting those those like whatever you want to call it like in the alchemist they call it omens or signs but you're letting you know some universal truth come to you to guide you but can you give a snapshot of how you choose life just so people can see what this looks like yeah definitely well one one beautiful thing you you were talking about like your life and your kind of history and and what you were describing is kind of that thing of choose what you want, take what you get. Yeah. So it's like you got you got some of what you wanted, but then you started choosing more and it refined, you know, and I think paying attention for me is a big thing, you know, and it's like some people have to learn through pain and suffering because it's the only way they get their attention. But you can learn through joy and love and happiness and then allow all the human feelings, you just got to pay attention, right? So a big thing for me is just doing my best to pay attention 
And um, waking up, I think, is waking up and going to sleep are two big parts of my day, right? So it's like the waking up part and that entry into the day kind of can trigger the dominoes, right, for the flow. And for me, you know, some some type of uh, stillness, um, you know, looking at the mountains, uh, breathing, feeling grateful, getting some exercise. And before this call, you know, I try to get at least an hour on the mountain as many days as possible. So I just came back from snowboarding about an hour and a half before this call. And for me, that movement allows me to really clear my head. And what I've experienced for myself is you can have all these feelings, you can have all these thoughts, things are this way, that way. But if you get into one moment of flow, one moment of stillness, you can really cleanse all that away. So you, you know, you get into a moment and flow and you're like, wait, what was I thinking about? What was I feeling? Ah, oh, it didn't even matter, you know, and then recenter back onto your choice. And so I try to create as many practices that bring some relief to me. You know, I could be all stressed out. Something could not be going the way that I want. And then I, that I say to myself, how can I experience a little bit of relief, a little bit of flow to really bring back the resource of my choice? And, you know, everybody's going through life where you're feeling connected and then disconnected. And it's about getting connected again as soon as possible. So you can really choose again. And, um, you know, everybody has cycles and patterns. And some of the cycles we want to heal up, the more that we can just move through it quicker, be in acceptance of it. Be like, oh, I got off my game there. Okay. I'm going to, you know, say, okay, and get right back on my game. So when I wake up, I think a big part of my practice is finding some type of connection. And then also the night before, if I kind of have a vision of some of the key pillars of my day, it allows me to think a lot less. And so the more I'm thinking, the harder it is for me to navigate my day. The more I can, you know, let go of the mind the easier it is for me to go into flow and not evaluate or, or judge things and just trust what I'm doing is, is the right way. I've been blessed. I've pretty much, you know, three master's degrees. One of them was a MBA in strategic foresight. And I got to work with all these people all over the world and, and things of that nature. And it really taught me before remote work was, you know, the thing to do, how to be remote, right? So I've set up a lot of the way that I work with people in a remote way. So I can be doing, you know, a hike or snowboarding and I can be responding to emails or take a break, have a short call and still be in my flow and then being offering service. So it's like designing your life around the things that are giving you that connection and then that well-being is the way to provide the service. If you're not in a place of well-being, it's hard to help people, you know? And so it's like, for me, it's like my well-being is service and has to be a big part of each of my day in order to actually help people. Because sometimes I'm working with clients who are dealing with deep traumas and deep things. And, and in order to help them with that, I need to have some love in my heart, you know? So the, the big thing for me is finding and evolving my practices that create some type of connection. So let's pause real quick and take a break and we'll be right back. I just want to give a big shout out to Pro Audio Voices. They help me with all of my podcasts and Becky and her team are just amazing. I've known them for years, even before I started my podcast. And that's why she was my go-to because not only does she help me sound great and produces the podcast so it's easy for me, I can do what I do best. I do the speaking and the interviewing and then they do all that background work to help get the podcast out there in the right way with the highest quality. But on top of that, what makes it most critical to me, for those of you that know me, wow, clients are important. Wow, relationships are important. And working with Becky and her team is definitely wow. I get an amazing experience. I get to work with amazing people. 
a lot of love and hugs. Let's put it that way. So if you want to work with great people and you want to get a podcast out and you want to let go of all the technology and the way that it's recorded so you can do what you do best, then you definitely want to get a hold of Pro Audio Voices. And it's proaudiovoices.com and you'll be able to reach Becky and her team and be able to let go of all that stuff so you can do what you do best and then delegate the rest. That's huge. And connection is such a big word in what you just said. Just even saying that, you know, connection to others, connection to self, connection to your physical body, connection to your mind and heart, connecting all those things and what you just said. I just want to point that out. There's and so many things to point out in what you just said. And I love how you started with going to sleep and, and waking up and how you live your life. And it comes to that glass full or not. Like, you know, if you, how do you uh, quench someone's thirst if there's no water, you know? And so you're creating your own abundance in your well being by taking care of you, how you put yourself into rest states, flow states. Uh, how you wake up, find stillness. And I love what you said too, just like moving in your body. So many people think of exercise or I need to get up and work out. And that didn't even come out of your mouth. You're, but in that, in that way, you are physically using your, this body that you have to activate those things and get into flow states, uh, almost like a meditation. Yeah, definitely. And it's, it's the paying attention you know, I, I played college sports and I used to be into all types of really intense physical training. I'd wake up at five, go to 6 a.m. CrossFit and just kick my butt before 7 a.m., you know, and I really liked that. And then, you know, COVID happened and the gyms closed down and you couldn't go to CrossFit. And then I was starting to think about, you know, what's a more enjoyable way for me to inhabit my body? to express my athleticism. So I started, you know, finding ways that, that I can enjoy flow that feels better for my body, like the slack line, or I started learning how to spin fire or, you know, dancing. And now there's like all these new options. I still like to lift weights. I still like to do that. It's just not available now. And so, you know, there's an enjoyment to it. There's an enjoyment that you can naturally drop in versus like slam a cup of coffee and force yourself into that space, which is like all good and fine. And that works too. It's just my practice has been evolving. What feels better? What do I enjoy more? And the, the connection piece is like, for me, it's like, it's a feeling, right? It's kind of a spacious feeling. And, um, and then when you're in the moment, it's like connecting to, you know, Steve here in the, the podcast or connecting with my wife or connecting with the mountains or, or whatever that is. It's like the feeling of connection is what I'm cultivating. And then the thing to connect to or whatever shows up. But I feel everybody listening can really resonate with how it feels to feel a little bit of space you know, and feel a little bit of connection and then start to apply that energy to whatever they're being present with. I think that's key. And I want to actually break that down into maybe a, not necessarily a smaller chunk, but just to kind of make it aware. And I, I think that this awareness is so important. And then I also want to talk about the movement. Uh, first on the awareness, like I, one thing I often say is, when I see someone's overworked, like let's say, you know, I've worked with CEOs and they have like this massive to-do list. They have so much to do and they're overwhelmed. They're not sure to schedule it. Uh, they laugh at me because I say, let's take a break. <laughs> yeah. Go for a walk. you got to get the heck out of there. Even yeah, sometimes yeah. I recommend a vacation and they're like, I hired you to fix this problem. I need to get all this done. I'm like, I know we will, but you got to leave this space right now because any decision you're making is, you know, in some cases where they absolutely need a break because it goes back to they're out of flow. They haven't gave any rest. And part of our, our self is to have that, uh, you know, that, that relaxation and come back with new thinking so that they can make better decisions. Yeah. And so that comes back to that word of paying attention and awareness, because when we're in that depleted state, our awareness gets depleted as well. And in mm -hmm. a big way, so then we don't have that awareness, I think is key what you're saying. And then the second part, and I want to explore this 
more. And I kind of want to get to some, you know, things that people can take away from this because there are many people they don't know, maybe even know where to start. You know, like Mm -hmm. some of the things we're talking about could seem so radical, right? Because to, to, to others that have never done some of these things. You know, I love that you say, you know, like you're just moving your body. It's not necessarily a workout. It can be if you love that. And I do too. I still lift weights sometimes, but I found so many other ways to move my body. Yeah. And I think that's important because I think there's a stigmatism of like, oh, you need to go work out. And that means going and running on a treadmill for 20 minutes or an hour or whatever it is. So I guess I'm, you know, I'm curious on like, what are the, I want to talk more about movement, but I'm also curious on like which way this takes you with this question, but where are the starting points? Let's say someone has not made these radical, maybe this seems so radical to them, but this is right in line with this show because it's all about choosing your life, designing your life, and then building it around. Just like you were saying, you've designed it where, and you and I've had calls, you've been on a hike and then you're having a FaceTime call with me on, and you're like, Hey, the time of our call, I wasn't quite done with my hike. So uh, here we are, you know, and then yeah. I get to see this beautiful environment and we still get to have our call and it, it caused no delay in our conversation. I know that, like I just said a lot and there's so, I mean, that this is the thing about the conversations with you and I, Tyler, there's so many layers and hopefully people are uh, getting some of these layers here as you're listening to this, but where do you suggest people start? And I know it might be different for each person because they have a different experience and I get that, but are there some common ground or some starting points that people can start making these choices with either their movement or their choices on what they're doing on a day-to-day basis? Where do you usually start with someone that's never thought to do this? Yeah. I mean, I think one of the things is keeping it simple. You know, the more simplicity we can bring into it, the more, you know, it tells us when we're heart, our heart. And so one of the biggest things that I do is just before a a call, I'll just take some breaths, you know, I'll just, you know, three deep breaths. And one thing I do with my breath is I kind of call something in, like bring in some spaciousness, let go of the past, bring in some, you know, love in my heart, let go of tension. It's as simple as that. If we feel spacious, we can start to receive. If we feel tense, we're essentially putting armor over our heart and being as a way to protect ourselves. And so if we're not able to receive, we're not able to bring in the new. It's just going to be the old patterns. And, you know, some deep breaths is like always just feels so good for me. You know, three deep breaths or even doing some Wim Hof, you know, four minutes of breath can completely shift how you feel. Oh my God. And, and, um, one thing I, I talk to a lot of clients about is like one moment, one moment of a better feeling can change everything. You can be in a feeling state for 10 years and then all of a sudden you have a different feeling and you get some relief and you have a better perspective about things. And so breath can help with that. Another thing that is big for me is is radical acceptance, which I feel everybody can start to bring more of their life and focus into some more acceptance. And that means accepting everything, you know, accepting how a politician is or accepting if you, you maybe made a mistake or there's some big resistance and judgment that came up that hasn't been in your life for a while. Instead of judging it and resisting it more, just saying okay to it and accepting it. And so breath and acceptance to me are some of the, the biggest keys to unlock some better feelings for people. That, that's huge. And if you haven't tried what Tyler's talking about, you know, uh, taking three breaths or if you take 10 deep breaths, which should only take you a couple minutes, yeah. you know, if you're holding your breath in between each breath. Then it takes a couple of minutes, but you're, um, but slowing down that breath, it changes your state. I can't tell uh, how many people I've said, Oh, let's just do that. Just giving permission to take a breath. Sometimes I've felt the tension on a call and I'm like, Oh, let's just, I gave permission for us. Let's just take a breath here. And then the whole call was in a different state, like you're saying. So it, it I really, I want to basically reinforce what you're saying about that. 
It's one moment that can change. And that's why I'm such a fan of micro breaks, you know, Mm -hmm. taking, I always say, if you want to get more done, because a lot of times when I'm working with executives and everything, these are high performing people, they're doing a lot. So I would say, if you want to get more done, take more breaks because you're getting more resets through, through the day. And then it uh, lifts the awareness and all the things that, that you've been, you've been talking about so well here, Tyler. Yeah. It's, um, it's so amazing. So I think, you know, just starting with, with those breaths and then how do you parlay that into your choice of, of life? Because I think money for a lot of people and around the world, it happens, but it definitely happens in the United States of America. Like we get this and, you know, it starts from childhood, right? Like everyone's like, what are you going to be when you grow up? You know, and it's like, are you going to be, and even like, you know, I don't know if it still happens, but, you know, I think uh, we're semi-close in age, but people would say, you know, when you're growing up, your elders would say, oh, are you going to be a doctor or this or that? They look for those high paying professions and even, you know, talking about art, you know, there are people that say, oh, you'll be a starving artist, you know, but we know there's like, you know, million and billion dollar artists, yeah. I mean, you know, there are people that have made, you know, Star Wars and they created tons of wealth from a film, you know, like, so I, I guess what, how do you advise folks in the, in the way that you choose your life? Because, you know, is there a, a simple way that you put it with your clients that you, how you, you know, I guess, again, coming back to that starting point, if someone's out there listening and they're grinding out, maybe they're in their, the life, the work that they're supposed to do, but they might be doing it in a way that's hurting them. And that doesn't have to be that way. Or maybe they're in the wrong work altogether because of, other decisions, how, how do you advise or what ideas do you have so that you could start choosing for your life force, for the good of your well-being, as you put it? Yeah, that's really beautiful. And yeah, choosing for your well-being is so important for yourself and everybody. I work a lot with a lot of people around money and love and relationship because those are two of the biggest areas people project their pains and traumas onto and kind of get into some unconscious patterns and kind of going back on the the last thing we're talking about one of the biggest unlocking moves for people is to feel their feelings and what do i mean by that you're in a high stakes moment right you, maybe it's like poker or business deal someone's trying to like read you or whatever you know when you can take a breath and feel your feelings, that wave of emotion washes over and moves out. And when people don't feel their feelings, they block the wave of emotion and then they act from a place that's not resource. That's an old pattern or program. So when you can just like take a moment to feel your feelings, it washes over 30 seconds later, the feeling is complete. And then you can come back into a place of choice, you know, and you can really move into the expression of your gifts. And so when it comes to, you know, money and and love, it's like really starting to pay attention to what is your experience and start to notice your experience as a reflection of you, your beliefs, your identity, your choices, and start to look at your beliefs and identity more as a choice, more as opinions. And then you can start to have some spaciousness about how you want to author it differently. And so all kinds of people have moved into, you know, maybe jobs or or experiences they don't like. And the first thing I say to everybody, everything can be different for you. And it can be one little shift. Somebody could be in a career and they're like, I hate it. I need to get out of it, blah, blah, blah. And you're like, wait a minute, let's just change the feelings around it for a little bit. And they start to feel different about it. And then they start to re-spark the passion of why they start doing it. And then maybe there's a clear choice of something new and you can move into that something new with more grace rather than blowing everything up. And now you're in this even crazier state. So feeling all your feelings, breathing, creating some acceptance, and then really finding the better feeling to allow yourself some actual choice in that moment is really helpful. And I remember, so when I was younger, I, tr- I was trying to like know everything and journal about everything. And I kind of realized that, 
you know, what I'm integrating naturally is the thing. Like, how can I just download it so it's my identity, so it's natural, so I don't have to think about it all the time. And I was talking to this guy about music and music is something I'm still learning to express myself through. And it's really fun to, to learn to express yourself more through different avenues. And he was telling me about the air pockets in our body and how our voice comes out and how we, you know, play the flute and, and the didgeridoo and the saxophone. And I was like trying to scribble all this stuff down. And he pauses me and he says, hey, you don't need to remember any of this. All you have to do is find a key, something you enjoy, pick up the flute, pick up the didgeridoo, and you'll naturally unlock all of this information. You'll really learn it from a deeper place where you don't have to think about it. And so when we start to bring the unconscious to a conscious place and have choice around it, it starts with a little bit of spaciousness, a little bit of paying attention, some breath, some acceptance, and allowing yourself to feel the feelings and look at your whole life without judgment. You know, just saying, okay, this is me doing the best I can and I want to do something different. So whether you're, you're wanting to enjoy your current craft more or jump into a new craft, the more you can be paying attention, present to it, feeling your feelings, and really presupposing that your worth and validation is, you know, undeniable. It's not, it's so undeniable that there's zero importance around it. You don't have to defend it. You don't have to prove it. Any way that you're trying to prove that you're worthy or valid, let that go and just start to feel your sense of validation and the sense of what you want is naturally worthy. And so once you can, you can really embody that where you walk into a room and someone says, a comment about how you're dressed and you just completely decline to perceive it because you just have a sense of worthiness, you then allow yourself to move in a, in a more spacious place with your choice rather than sinking into these unconscious patterns that you might have been living your whole life. Which then it comes from from others. You know, a lot of times, like you said, someone else is commenting about the way you're dressed or those things. armor that you brought up earlier to let go of all those things where I was trying to protect myself or prove myself and let all that go and just be Steve. Yeah. And I was always there. I didn't have to become any one thing or, uh, or, or become better. It was just allowing myself to be myself. That's that, that it was a, a key thing. I just you know, want to echo off what you're just, you're sharing. And then I think the when you were saying all that, I wanted to add a word kindness, like, and uh, you know, I find be kind to yourself and you were saying this, I'm just echoing because I think this will reinforce what you're saying because like, it's beautiful. And, uh, and uh, even slowing down for a moment so everyone can absorb this is it, you know, I think that's another thing that you kind of alluded to, but I want to put even more light on it as we get older people. And I even have had this illusion. Sometimes I'm like, Oh, I'm older. I should be able to do this, you know, but it's new. And then we forget what learning is like and that you, you have to, you know, do something and it's not necessarily going to be whatever quote unquote right is, or it's not going to be the way we want it because we're trying it out. You could talk about riding a bike all day long for months, but yeah. until you actually get on the bike and try to feel going back to feelings, what balance is and all of those things, you know, I've never heard of anyone that, that, you know, did all the research about riding a bike as much <laughs> as you could hopped on a bike and rode the first time they touched the pedal. Like, I don't know anyone. And if somebody's done that, I think Tyler and I would both be interested in meeting that person, but most of us are going to like fall down or almost fall down. I know I fell down on my bike and I, and I, I still have, even when I knew how to ride a bike, cause I was trying something new, or maybe I was trying to jump my bike or whatever <laughs> it was. I guess what I want to, what I'm trying to echo here with some story is that it's, uh, 
be kind with yourself as you try these new choices. And we've talked yeah. about a lot of things about choice today and that you have choice and that's what life's about is choice. And then to be okay with trying something, even if it doesn't work out the first time you choose it. Yeah, exactly. And I love what you said about kindness. You know, I work with a lot of people who are kind of self-incriminating themselves, you know, and, uh, you know, letting all that go, knowing the best you're doing the best that you can is so important. And some people are like, oh, I want to be more compassionate to others. I want to love others. Well, do it for yourself first, you know. Give yourself some acceptance, some compassion. Know that you're doing the best that you can and your best is more than good enough. And from there, you create a neutrality where then you can start to get better and express more and be more authentic. And when it comes to art or or singing or music, it's like the people that really are channeling that acceptance, that authenticity it lands with everybody, whether that's in an art piece or a song or something, when they're just like, this is me and this is my expression, it lands with people. But when you're trying to prove yourself to other people or, you know, make it for something else or, or, or something like that, the people are not necessarily as aligned with that. It doesn't land as strong because there isn't that like unique expression of everybody's gift, you know? And so, you know, if you want something in the world, start giving it to yourself first, start receiving it, and then you can more easily express it, you know? It's so beautifully said. And I've heard even people say, give what you want to others too. Like, so it could be give it to yourself, give it to others, just start giving it and, and embracing it. I think, is a beautiful place uh, to be through all this and a great place to come to the end of this podcast is that, you know, like, you know, I think we covered a lot of uh, ground, you know, like one that we can choose uh, to just pay attention more so that we can make better choices. And I guess better meaning for ourselves and, you know, making choices, like you said, Tyler, for our own well-being, which then allows us to give more. And, you know, it's interesting, the word selfish you know, a lot of people uh, hit on that and, and make people feel uncomfortable when they're giving to themselves. But the reality comes back to also what you brought up, Tyler, is that if we're not in our, our full power, if we don't have a full cup of water, how can we give water to anyone else? And so I think, you know, reversing that thinking and giving to yourself and just like you said, giving that love to yourself will allow you to give more love to others and 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 whatever your craft is in the world. So I think it's so beautiful where we've come. And if, and if anybody just takes one of the ideas here, just to try it, whether it's, you know, taking some breath in the morning or finding something that you like to do with moving your body, you know, some other way to give yourself uh, some space to pay more attention, to have more awareness and to then, you know, decide your choices and just keep making choices. I think that's, that, that, that's it. And I know that you do a lot of work and I, you know, like how, how do, uh, if people want to follow you more, what's the best way for them to, to follow you, Tyler? Definitely. Um, before I get to that, there's one beautiful thing that you, I just want to reflect on. And, um, you're talking about, you know, giving, receiving like these feelings of being selfish. Right. And so it's like, if your heart is about, adding more well-being to the world, yourself included, and to others in a place where you want to be of joyful service, whether it's your business or your art or craft, you know, you're doing it. It's like you're, you're radiating your creational authoring for your life, you know? And so it, when you're spreading well-being, that includes it for yourself. The selfish part comes in when someone receives something you want, if you're being jealous, judging it, trying to take it from them, that's the selfish part. Instead, if you can be inspired to know that's possible for me to create in my own life, then that's adding to the pot of well-being. So by supporting everybody exactly where they're at and what they want, you're then bringing that love, that good feeling in yourself to create more of what you want. So that's a really beautiful thing to just 
anchor here is we're all wanting to be of joyful service, adding to the pot of well-being, which includes ourselves. That's so beautiful, Tyler. I'm so glad. And what a what a poetic way to to wrap up this episode. And I know you told me before we started this that you have your Plato's Academy coming up, I think starting in April. And yeah. and then and there are ways people can follow you if they want to hear more of your uh, wise words. Uh, so maybe just uh, share that briefly and before we yeah. wrap up. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So I run a, a handful of small businesses that I, I really love. One is called Plato's Academy. And really, it's all about activating your choice and ability to author your life. And it really focuses on your personal development, your professional development, and your creative development. And so it's a six-month program, live mentoring group and one-on-one. There's three facilitators with a variety of different backgrounds and skills that are all amazing, including myself. And we really help you resolve some of the blocks and traumas and patterns that may be stopping you and then give you a lot of tangible business skills to then bring in more revenue and create more value and then add a little bit of you know creative expression on there. So Plato's Academy, theplatosacademy.com. And then we're on Instagram. I think it's at the Plato's Academy. And those are two great ways to to find us. And starting a, another cohort April 18th. Going to be really fun. We curate the group based on skill set. So they're highly curated, small groups. And we're giving a $500 discount to the more, more life, more business audience. So excited about that. And then I also do uh, one-on-one counseling change work sessions with people. Really powerful, creating actual change in people's life. And then I also run a a nonprofit called Institute for Human Creativity, which is focused on, you know, improving social and environmental betterment through art and creativity. So we do a lot of art projects and my wife and I both make art. So we have our own personal practice with art, which is such a life enhancing thing to do. Highly recommend anybody who wants to express themselves, start doing it today. Start doing it now. And then also, you know, always looking to support the environment and indigenous people and things of that nature. So that's kind of incorporated into a lot of the revenue we get. We try to, you know, spread it around to add to the pot of well-being. So So beautiful, brother. And you're doing so many things. And it's an abundance of things. And then you're always so calm and tranquil through the whole thing through. And this is just evidence to this experience that you're living your life and you're able to give in such abundant ways while taking care of your well-being. So it's like just, you know, basically showing how it's done. So it's so, so beautiful. And those things we'll put in the show notes. So just, uh, you know, we can put those links so that folks can come check you out. And thank you so much for, you know, sharing and giving an opportunity for a discount for our audience. And I, I have to laugh and I have to point it out. It's so funny. You put, you said more life, more business. When we do more business, more life, it's, uh, <laughs> but it, but it's again, evidence to you because you put that more life first and that's what we ultimately want. I think even when we chose just to be really transparent, the more business does attract some of those business people and some of the people that say, oh yeah, right. Maybe we'll have the more life, you know, but it is, they're both important. They're equal to me. Like you have the life, but it is choosing your life and then the abundance will come. I do believe that like whatever you will have the resources to do what good work you're meant to do on this planet. If you just choose that. So I could go, we could go longer and we're, we're out of time and I just have to honor our, the time that we had today has been so valuable. So beautiful, just an expression of, of again, choice. And I think our themes were to choose, to be aware, make more choices from that awareness and really focus on your own well-being. where then that will give you more power in your life. So it has been a pleasure. We'll put all the notes with the show here. So if you get out there and follow uh, Tyler and again, thank you so much for being on the show, brother. I appreciate you. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate you so much. And Really, you're just such an incredible expression of a man. 
and I feel grateful to know you and and uh, it's been really fun to to talk with you as always. It's my pleasure. And for those of you, if you like this conversation out there, please subscribe wherever you're listening to us. Like if uh, we're going to have more content coming this way and we love to engage with you. Let us know what was valuable, what questions you have. We want to be there uh, for you, myself and my team until our next episode and beyond. Remember to choose gratitude and create your freedom. We'll talk to you again next time. Thanks for listening to the More Business, More Life podcast. I hope you got value. And if you did, we have so many more things for you at stevenopleton.com. You'll be able to connect with us on social media. We are active. You can ask us questions. And then on top of that, I want to give you a really big gift. And it truly is. We want to give so much value. We have an offering. It's a program called Clear Path to Customers. It's the same way that we attract wow clients and only working with the right people, the people we want to. And it's transformed my business into millions more in revenue with the right people and my clients. And we're doing it absolutely free. So you can go to stevenopleton.com and grab that. You just got to put in your information. We'll send it to you promptly. And that again is on stevenopleton.com. I look forward to having you on the next show. Until then, remember, choose gratitude and create freedom. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.